So today I'm with Jean-Paul. Um, I met you on IG, or yeah. you saw me on IG, or we saw each other on IG and decided to reach out, and uh, here you are, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to introduce yourself to the, the guys in the audience who are watching, Cool. Be great. All right, so my name is Jean-Paul, but my like just call me JP. Um, I'd say I have like quite a lot of experience, let's say, in like social media, sales marketing, um, and used to work with the Tates. Now I really help people like scale personal brands. Um, but yeah, now I'm kind of like a mobile Instagram person. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw, I know you are working with a lot of high level dudes, and right now you're behind the scenes. Eventually you're gonna be up there, you know, yeah. in front of everyone. But for for now, for everyone who's watching, like you're definitely gonna be there because uh, you helped a lot of people get up to that point yeah. on social media, which is fucking crazy, right? Yeah. So I know a lot about you in terms of like what you've done behind the scenes and, and things like that, which is super crazy. Um, but a lot of things I've heard from when we were talking in the car, right, was you invested a lot of money and time and energy into your into your mindset and your personal development, right? Yeah. And so how's that helped you today? I, I'd say like throughout the journey of me going from like living in like the hood to like now doing like pretty much everything that I ever wanted. Um, it's really important to like change for me to change my mentality on money because like ultimately even though I had a great family whatever it is I was in its sense raised within um, uh, an area of scarcity right scarcity meaning there's not that much food um, there's not that much money whatever it is kind of like nine to five jobs type stuff so in order to for me to do like extremely crazy things you need to operate under like the mindset of resourcefulness and it's hard to operate under resourcefulness when you're around scarcity and so it's it's really what i had to do while i was working through those sales jobs um and and scaling other people's personal brands and i'd i'd give some credit to like all the guys that i worked with in the past they've really helped me embody that mindset of abundance while i was not around that much resources um, so, so the main thing is to, to be resourceful around no resourcefulness, right? And that's, that's, that's kind of like a really big issue that a lot of guys have. It's cause like, oh, I'm broke, right? Okay. But, but okay, cool. You're broke. But like, what would the most resourceful version of yourself do? Like the decision-making every kind of move that you would make, um, what would that multimillionaire version of you do? Like what would his decisions be? And so you just want to do the decisions that that version of yourself would do. And it's hard to like make those decisions because it might be a risky thing to do, quote unquote, risky, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, a lot of money, whatever it is. Uh, but I don't think it's risky. No. Like I've taken a lot of risk in my, in my life that I've said like, all right, it might be like a huge risk just in general. Like my parents have said, first of, first of all, like I've dropped out of college. I've um, had a nine to five job. I got a nine to five job. And then six months into it, I, I quit, quit out of that to get into the only commission's job, right? And everyone would say, that's a big ass risk. Why would you ever do that? Um, like I see the, the risk in itself as the opposite. It's like, all right, cool. If I want to be where I want to be, um, I need to take these things. Yeah. So the risk is to stay in these situations. Yeah, it's riskier to be a fucking average slave, bro. Yeah. <laughs> people don't realize that, but people put such a high value on money, like they put money as their god. Yeah. You know, probably mostly because of society, things like that, right? Because it's used to control people. But it's fucking crazy, bro. Because yeah. it's like, you're really gonna sacrifice your dreams and your goals for a paycheck, 
Like, because that's really what it is, bro. It's like, you know, $2,000, $3,000 a month guaranteed, but you don't get this. Yeah. Like, that's really what the, the trade-off is at the end of the day, and people accept that without yeah. knowing, you know? So it, it's a huge thing where you have to jump into it. You have to know, like, this is really what I want, and this is how I'm going to get there. And so did you have a plan exactly, like, how you were going to get there, or what was the setup? Uh, not necessarily. I want to touch on that whole thing of, like people looking at money like like just just weirdly um i just think people pedestalize money way too much um like it's it's kind of like imagine you you're like you're like on your knees and you look up to the sky and it's like a hundred dollars that's how most <laughs> most people look at money it's like for me how i look at money even though i might have not had a lot of money in the past i just looked at money as trash right and so if i had this trash and i can exchange it with this value that i that I would want to have then of course I would make those bargains. But um, people just like pedestalize it way too much. It's the same thing with chicks. Um, why are they bad with chicks? Because they pedestalize girls. They look at girls and they're like, oh my gosh, look at this queen, whatever it is. Um, then if you look at them or, or these people like that, then you'll have a hard time approaching them, right? So same thing with your relationship with money. It's just going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you said um, in terms of like my plan, I wouldn't say, say I had like a, a direct plan, but I had a focus. And my focus was um, I wanted to, of course, become a multimillionaire. I wanted to, like my focus was really like um, just business-wise. I wanted to, to become a businessman. And yeah, like, like the, you, your plan, if, if you have a plan, your plan will never go up to like the, the exact plan of like what you've like la laid it out to. Um, and like, especially like when I was young, I would get these crazy opportunities, um, through networking and through connecting. Um, I never planned that to happen, but I did plan to like get into those rooms, get into those situations. So I'd say that was my plan is really like, um, getting into the right environments. And then from that, getting opportunities from those, those specific connections. And then with those opportunities that I get, maximize that opportunity and look for the next kind of opportunity or, or, or connection to be made. So like I look at life as like a set of mountains, right? Instead of it being a specific plan, it's more like you've got a bunch of mountains in front of you, right? And then the first one is your big challenge. For example, it might be college. It might be um, like a, a job you need, to, you need to have. So I'd say my first mountain was, um, was my nine to five job. And so what, what happened was that I took that business from, it was a great opportunity. I took that business from five to 10 million. And when I was at, when we, we scaled to 10 million at that six month, I was not learning any, anything. And so when, when that six month was happening, I felt like I was a robot. I was not learning anything new and I was just collecting a paycheck. So I was like, all right, cool. I can either sit at the top of this mountain and just relax and be comfortable. And I was making hundred K at that time at 19. Or I can go down the mountain and look for the next opportunity, feel the pain of going down because I'm, I'm going to have less income, everything of that sort, and then find that next higher low, higher high, right? So a lot of guys in general, they, they like to go up that, that first opportunity, that first mountain and sit at the top and just chill out up at the top over there. But they don't realize that they're risking not going to that next higher high and that higher high after that. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. And then you were, so you said you were 19 when you made your first 100K a year, right? Yeah. And so how old were you when you, make, when you made your first 10K month? 
10K month was like, okay, when I was 19, I'd say a few months after I, I dropped out, actually two months, two months after I dropped out of my um, uh, management job. So that was still 19. Okay, yeah. nice. And then you're 21 right now. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Bro. Yeah. Well, you're 20, bro. You're crazy, too. <laughs> yeah. But for most guys, like, yeah. most guys at our age, bro, they're way farther behind us, bro. Yeah. Even guys who are double our age are pretty far behind us as well. Yeah. So it's pretty ridiculous, but it's because you took the risk, right? And you had that, you had the mindset, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. I had that constant focus. Like, I did not really care about, I really cared about what value can I bring to the world. Um, I really put myself around the right environments. And from being around the right kind of people, like, I'll be honest, like most people that I hang out with are like in their thirties, they're in their forties. They're like extremely knowledgeable. They've got a lot going on for themselves. So I basically absorbed all of the information from these guys and just applied it to life. And so a a thing that, that just people don't do is that number one, they're around shitty people. They're not around the right environment, but even if they are in that environment, they might listen to some super knowledgeable older guys like um, listen to podcasts and stuff, but they don't action on that, right? So there's two things that people need to make. It's very simple, right? Listen, learn from people that actually have receipts and then action on the things that they say. So it's very simple, but I'd say like everyone goes through the same problems. Like everyone has those like negative vices, those negative habits. Um, and it's really like, are you willing, like, do you, do you have a why behind everything? I'd say, I'd say that's a really important thing. And, and I'd say my why is like making sure that my parents are like good and, and set because like I was raised in, in this environment and I wanted to get them out of there. Right. So the main thing is like, all right, say someone, for example, they're having a hard time taking action or getting into the right environments. They should find their why and figure out why are they doing this whole entire journey? Like, right. Like, why do you want to make 10 K a month? Oh, I want to make 10 K a month just to gather cash. Like, what, the, what does that mean? Enough, bro. Because here's the thing. When you don't make that 10K per month, you're going to give up and quit. Yeah. Because you need that emotionally compelling reason, bro. Yeah. That's the reason why. Like, everyone needs a reason why. Because if you don't have the reason why and you do things for money, watch when money is struggling and you, your money's not coming in. You yeah. give up. All right. I, I quit. That's the thing is people don't have their why and they don't know their why. And it's not like a, a really strong reason. And then they just give up whenever things aren't seeming right. That's why whenever you start a business, you don't necessarily want to start it completely for the money, right? Because like businesses go up and down. And when, when the business goes down, then you're going to be like, oh, it's not making any more money. Uh, I'm going to stop, yeah. right? But then you're, you're, you're fucking up because then you're, you're, you're missing out on the next higher high. Um, so it's about finding a reason outside of money, maybe connected to your parents, connected to your friend, connected to yourself or whatever it is, but something aside from money would, would, would be the, the kind of direction on where I'd find that why specifically, but it's really like a, a, someone will need to do serious, like reflection on themselves to find that it doesn't yeah. take like one second to do that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so going back to the que- or going back to the topic of, uh, finding your emotionally compelling reason why, right? So at what point did you find your reason why? Um, I, I found my why I'd say at a young age, because let's say, um, I was really well, um, I was around my grandparents a lot. And, and so if you guys don't know, I'm like part Middle Eastern, so Lebanese and Italian. And so on, on my, uh, Lebanese side, um, 
my grandparent, he was a businessman in Lebanon. He was the first one to bring electronics in Lebanon. He was the first guy to bring like dishwashers, fridges, all this stuff. And so the crazy thing about my grandpa is that he actually built a business whilst a war was happening. And so I had a lot of respect for him. And when I was like extremely young, he would speak to me about all the crazy stuff that he's done in, in Lebanon. And so unfortunately, like his business ended up collapsing because they fucking bombed all his warehouses. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, like I'd say like it was rooted from that. And then I found that why, um, again, when I was going through university um, or, or college, for example, and I was trying to f figure out like what was that why, right? Um, I went into college um, going into engineering, right? And I, and I did engineering because like my, my father, he was an engineer. Um, and I kind of thought that I was going to follow that same path. But then I kind of reminded myself how I really loved what my grandfather was like speaking about all of his experiences and how, how much he was able to help his family because of the success that he had in Lebanon and how many like fundraisers, all this stuff that he did throughout the war, not only having the money to like be able to provide for a five family, um, five children family, um, but like help like tons of people. So it's like, it was really rooted from like, okay, what did I really want to do in life? And how was I able to bring the most amount of impact to the most amount of people? And it was really through business. And I didn't know what kind of business it was, but I knew that I had to get into business because business is just basically like knowing how to create value. And so what a better way of living life by creating value for others. Yeah. And for me, it was kind of like accidental because it was like, you know, I was struggling with girls. Right. And then I found my mentor, coach Corey Wayne, and he's a way older guy. He's like 50, 60. And he totally helped me out with that area of life, right? Because I was always good with attracting girls, but when it came to like long-term relationships, keeping frame, all that other stuff, which is super important, you know, those are the things I lacked in, right? So I found Coach Corey Wayne, he helped me out that, with that stuff. And I remember trying to preach what he was saying because I saw a lot of my other friends struggling with the same problems. I saw a lot of other people in school who were dealing with girls, right? And having issues with girls. And the thing is, people don't realize, bro, but if you're struggling with girls, bro, that's the only thing you can think about. That distracts yeah. you from your business, that distracts you from hanging out with your friends, that distracts you from your health, right? And so people don't understand is like, bro, and you'll lose a fuckload of your money to women. Like people don't realize like the biggest financial decision you'll ever make is who you decide to marry or yeah. make a girlfriend, right? And so people don't really think about it or, you know, society doesn't really tell guys to pay attention to it or worry about those things or to learn about it. And so for me, I started learning about women, started getting really successful with it. Guys who were always coming to me asking for advice and it's weird because I always tell them, dude, go to Coach Corey Wayne. Go to my mentor. And they'd be like, oh, he's old. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? It still works, though. But the thing is, for whatever reason, like you were saying earlier, people don't like to go to those older gentlemen who know what they're talking about. And so for me, I was learning from a guy who's 50, 60, and I was getting his wisdom, and I was only 17 years old, 16 years old, bro. And same thing with you. You hang around guys who are fucking millionaire billionaires, right? And they're 30, 40. You're taking on those experiences, their knowledge, and their wisdom, and you're only fucking 21, yeah. right? So it's the same thing. Um, and then I started creating content, started making videos for those guys, right? And I started making videos online, it blew up. And then from there I realized, oh shit, if I start taking this more seriously, treat it like a business, start hiring out things like editing, you know, cause that shit takes a long time, right? Yeah. And hiring that thing out so I can actually do what is really important, 
which is actually making the videos and help more guys, then I could reach a bigger audience and help more people, right? Yeah. So that's the same thing with, with any businesses. It's the whole goal for businesses is to help out as many people as possible. Yeah. When I first heard that, I don't know if you heard it, it's like if you want to make a million dollars, help like a million people or some shit like yeah, that. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to j distribute your stuff. When someone's, once like, I don't know why, but for, for some reason, um, when someone starts talking about their business plan, some people ha might have like a negative impression about, oh, you're trying to manipulate people, you're trying to sell some products, whatever it is, that's a scarcity mindset. But going through these steps is extremely important, right? Like, and if someone really wants to impact the most amount of people, you need to learn how to distribute your product, right? Not only have like a really good product, but distribute it properly. Um, there's a lot of guys out there that have like a great product. There's some might be some like mad scientists with some crazy idea, um, yeah. but they don't know how to market and sell and distribute that product around. Yeah. Um, so it's important to do that, especially on content. Like that's why I like preach about personal brand nonstop. It's because like when you create content, that's content that you can eternally use for your funnels, for everything, um, like forever. Yeah. Um, and uh, repurposing it and everything of that sort. Um, so yeah, like it's 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 super important to just distribute and um, and and look at business properly in the lens of like, all right, cool. Not only I'm gonna have a really good product, but I'm gonna have a really good strategy in terms of like how I'm gonna operate it. Like personally, I've spoken to so many guys, not the multi-millionaire friends of mine, um, but guys that are like, let's say for example, I'm coaching or whatever it is, and like you actually look at their like business plan and they don't have a plan like i asked them like all right cool so how many units of this product are you going to sell um are you going to be happy to sell in 2024 how many units are you going to do and how many per day are you going to do like for example let's like get into goals like um i reviewed over people's goals 2024 goals when the new year's happened and i was so surprised because essentially Guy would say like, oh, I want to make 100K. I'm like, all right, how the fuck are you going to make that 100K? Everyone wants to make 100K, how? bro. Everyone wants to. <laughs> I want to make 100K. <laughs> Same thing. I did this stuff when I was 17 yeah, too. But yeah. like you had to, you basically had to like write down granularly what are those process-based goals, not those results-based goals. Yep. Because if you know that entrepreneurship is not really the result, but it's the process. Like when... $10 million pops into my bank account. Like what's going to happen? It's just going to, it's just going to be a number. That's yeah. it. Right? Like is, is the world going to change? Is the, is, is, is something going to change? Not really. Like maybe the, the numbers are going to change, but you need to just enjoy that process. And so like what I would recommend to those guys that have trash goals is like, put that down into like metrics in terms of days, like KPIs, what are the things you wanna reach every single day? Like for example, you're a content creator, create content, write an email, write this, do this. Um, and it doesn't need to be complicated. Um, I just honestly think that so many people are lacking those steps in terms of like the day-to-day, -day. like for example, last Sunday or, or last Monday, what kind of step did you do um, in the direction of winning the marathon of life? Right. Cause life is like, it's not a sprint. It's a whole entire marathon. And every day you want to look at it as like, you're walking in the right direction. You're walking in the right direction. You're leading, you're leading your direction in the right, uh, your, your business in the right direction. And like most people like are walking in random ass places. They're walking around doing this, doing that. And so that's kind of like when, when you tap into the compound effect, yep. right? 
if you do small but insignificant habits every single day, that will compound into something humongous. And so I'll say this, everyone that says that there's a way to make money very quickly, I would say that's bullshit. Because um, I've been doing this, and even though I might have done it a bit quicker than normal guy, because we've just like leveraged like the new economies and everything of that sort, it's still hard work and compounded work. Yeah. Like for example, I treat my health very well. Um, I'm writing emails every day. I'm doing like posts every day. I'm creating content every day. Like today, flew into LA for like a few hours yeah. just to come and see you. Yeah. Like that's what it is. But those the these people have a hard time like going through those steps daily, uh, day by day steps. So, so yeah, it's important. It's important to like have those daily KPIs, right? Like. These are the things that I want to make sure I reach today. Even though you might have not made money, at least you're getting to that outcome that you want to get to. Um, because money's going to come last. Yep. Yeah, money is the outcome of you doing all those things yeah. behind the scenes that people yeah. don't see. They see the money, they see the cars, and of course everyone wants those things. But it's like, do you want the things that are going to get you there, right? And do you know the numbers and the math to get there? Because every single time someone tells me their goal, same shit, bro. It's like, Okay, do the math. How are you actually gonna do that? What are you gonna yeah. be doing day to day? You know, how many people are you gonna be outreaching to? How many leads? How many calls are you gonna be doing? Right? It's like if you want to get to that number, it's like because most of the time when they do the math themselves, it's like there's no way. There's just no way. What you're doing now, it's not gonna get you there. It doesn't make any fucking sense, right? So that's the biggest thing is breaking it down into just mathematical equations, right? Just straight up. Okay, cool. What percentage of people do I close? You know, per day out of how many people I call, whatever, right? And if you want to make that goal of 10k per month. How many people do you need to be calling per day, right? And just estimate towards the percentage of your closing rate, right? So that's the thing is like people don't break that shit down though. They don't understand that shit. Yeah. And people don't think about it. I think becoming a multimillionaire is all based on simple maths. Actually, one of my friends told me this. It's like um, he basically said, if you want to become a billionaire, you need a bit of luck, right? <laughs> you need to have product market fit, you need to have right timing, you have to like, the market needs to be ready for things, like it's just like everything needs to line up quite well. But making a hundred million dollars is quite easy because it's simple math. It's like mathematics, right? If you wanna, in 10 years, you need to make 10 million a year or whatever it is, I don't know, like it just, it's all based on math, right? Say for example, take out your calculator and say like, all right, um, how many $10 products do I need to sell in order to make a million dollars? A fuckload. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But how many products do I need to sell like a thousand dollar products yep. to make a million dollars? Yep. Only a so, thousand. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Way less, bro. It's not that hard. Yeah. And, but then here's the thing. It's funny because I, I was telling other guys that, but I don't want to raise the price of what I'm doing. I'm like, bro, if you don't raise the price, one, the products going to be shit. You're not going to have the money to even run the business. Yeah. And it's just like, you're not even going to get to your goal, bro. Like, what the fuck? why not raise the price? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't understand why people have such a big stigma with money. It's just like increase the price, yeah. right? If you want a better service, if you want to give better service, increase the price. If everyone's been happy with your product, increase the price. I don't think that there's much of a downside when increasing the price. If your product's good, increase the thing. Yep. Like it's, it's that simple, but it's cause they themselves still have a bad relationship with money. Mm -hmm. They still don't like, they, they still over, they, they're like the, that guy kneeling and, and, and looking up at a hundred dollar bill. They're like, oh, pedestalizing cash. Yeah. So they have to change that. And the way you can change that is by 
Number one, being a, like, let's say, for example, go to a high-end gym, right? Um, if you want to become resourceful, be around other rich people. So go to the most expensive gym in your area um, and look at all the Rolls Royces and stuff. <laughs> um, I would say hang around like extremely high-end people, um, multimillionaires, billionaires and stuff. Um, I also say spend more money than normal. Spend more money. Uh, one of my good friends has always said, like, if you want to make more money, you want to spend more money. Yep. And so you just need to do that. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, if you want to make more, you need to spend more. And, um, and yeah, so spend energy to gain more energy. Yep. And so. we're living proof, bro. I've, I've spent, every single time I've spent all the money in my bank account, it's always come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every single time. I mean, you even told me in the car, you spent like 50, 50 grand when you were 19, right? Yeah, so yeah. improvement Yeah. And it came back. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I basically like before that I had like four jobs cause I fucking, I, I wanted to get out of that place. Um, I had four jobs because like basically COVID was happening and, um, and I was like, I need to escape. <laughs> and the only way I like figured out, okay, how do I escape? I don't know nothing about business. What, do, what is the only thing that I know what to do? I know how to like work hard. Right. And so I basically just got these four jobs. Um, said, all right, cool. This is the time where I test my work ethic, make that work ethic so good that when I then apply that into business, I'm a demon, right? And I made all this money, got into to the self-improvement area. And what a really good friend of mine told me is like, all right, you, you need to spend money in order to make money, right? You can't pedestalize cash. You have 50 grand. It's, it's standing there. Like it's doing nothing. It's not taking your, your, your life anywhere um, where you want to go. So you just have to have that. I don't give a fuck mentality. So I just, I basically just built it, um, by through that conversation, spent about 50 grand on self-improvement products. So I bought mentorships, courses, um, online communities, all this stuff. Some of them were scams. Who gives a fuck? At least I experienced it. Um, but I learned so much. Um, and, and someone might see, right. All right, cool. I, I made 50 grand, 50 grand is handing in my bank account. Um, this 50 G's is basically me working a hundred hours at this place or me working a hundred thousand hours here, here, here. Like, no, do you see yourself working a hundred hours when you're like the multimillionaire version of yourself? You need to keep growing, yeah. right? So it doesn't really matter. What matters is where you're focusing your cash towards. And so as long as you're focusing your energy, which is your money towards things that build your value, not necessarily make you more cash, but build your value, then of course it's a bargain. Okay. So it's kind of like a funny story where like, um, I basically made this e-com. We went to like 10, we, we made, we're making like 10 K, but I had to go to like almost every single door in Toronto to like, to like advertise. And I was like selling everyone, but whatever. Um, she then invited me to her office and, uh, I like kind of like closed her on a, uh, on, on this, this job which was being a manager of this e-com. And so the crazy thing is that at that point I was 19 and, um, all my employees <laughs> were graduates. They were in their thirties. They were in their forties. They were like moms. Yep. Um, and she gave me salary, which was like, like the same as like the highest paid person there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the crazy thing is that I negotiated again and I was the highest paid youngest guy in that place. Um, but basically I took that business from five to 10, um, and, um, that was all through like marketing, email lists, talking to third parties, hiring new people, all this kind of stuff, logistics. And I learned a lot. 
um, and, uh, and running campaigns. And so that's why, why I said, like, I was at that time where I was like, all right, um, now I kind of felt like a bot. I was making a hundred K a year, but what, what was, where was my life going? I was just like driving back and forth, seeing these people on the highway, all like robots, literal robots. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. Um, NPC, like full on NPCs. Yeah. Um, but that's when I then got into that only commissions job. You want me to like go through the, that that story as well? Or? Yeah, fuck it, yeah. that's good. All right. So, so basically, when I got there, when I was at the very end, I was like, I needed to change my environment. I was still with my parents. So, what is the easiest way to like really make a big move in life? Move out. Right? Um, move out. Yeah. So, what I did, um, two other guys wanted to do the same thing. We rented a one-bedroom apartment, <laughs> <laughs> condo in downtown, small-ass condo. Um, three guys together, well, including me. Um, and so we hustled together. We were figuring out how we can make money together. Um, some of them had their own jobs, but we were just like going to the gym together, all this stuff, hustling together, um, type thing for one whole entire month. And so that was my challenge. All right, quit this job, figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. And then if the one month passes and I fail, then I don't know. I don't know. What's well, then happen. you end back up where you started. There's no exactly, big deal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's no big deal, anyways. But but like the thing is, just like I didn't see that option of, fi- of failure at that time. Like I just, right. it was just not in my mind space. So then I, uh, after spending that fifty grand into like self improvement, I got myself into like really high end circles that led me close into the circles of like the Tates, for example, um, the guys in self improvement area, and so. What happened is that I really liked the Tates at that time. He was not really famous at, at that moment. Um, but basically, I figured out who one of their salesmen were. And so I thought that this might be a cool thing, meet up with Tate salesman, that would be nice. Um, so I, I texted him on Instagram and, and he was like, hey, yeah, what's up? Um, and he was actually gonna come to Toronto a few days later. So I was like, yo, let's meet up, let's do something, whatever it is, I'm gonna give you, um, I'll, I'll, I'll buy food for you or buy lunch, some, some shit, just yeah. to like get them in the, get them in the door. Yeah. So we do that, and uh, that day I become uh, Tate salesman, nice. and only commissions job under Andrew Tate. Um, and so if, if my parents would look at this, they're like, all right, you're making 100K a year, then you go move in with these guys, you quit your job. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be in this job, for at least three years, right? But this 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 kid, he drops out um, of that that job six months into it um, to get an only commissions job for some random ass influencer guy talking some crazy big. stuff. Yeah, he was he, not big. No, he, yeah, he was yeah. not big at times. He's not big. Like anyone would say now. Oh yeah, of course I would be a salesman. Guys, we didn't have that many leads no. at that time. Yeah. So so yeah, and so what basically happened um, when I then got with Tate. Two months into that whole entire thing, I became the best salesman, and then we become the most famous Google man on earth. And throughout that process, like nine months, um, I was like the best salesman, so I kept that record for nine months. So yeah, it was fun. I learned a lot. Um, learned a lot along with the journey of like growth. Um, but I'd say like I learned so much more by just applying and getting out there and 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 being around high status person people than listening to some bullshit educator that doesn't know what they're doing that has no receipts so and yeah. making 100k per year is definitely a lot more than most people so the average person if they saw you making 100k per year and then risking that to go do something commission only yeah most people would say fuck no 
Yeah. That's the thing. That's why you, you reap the rewards because most people are not willing to do that. Yeah. Right? And that's the same thing with life, bro. It's like so many people are not willing to do these things and that's exactly why they're not going to be at the top. Right? Yep. Every single fucking time. Every single time. It's the same thing. It's like, all right, all right, are you that guy that's going to sit at the top of that mountain or are you going to go to the next opportunity? Right? And so like I actually dropped an email two days ago and it was like, all right, um, the speed of your decisions, right? Some people can make the same decision, right? You have one decision and it's like, I want to drop at university. Those two people would want to like drop out of university. And I can, I can even talk about this. Like my old friend, one of my old friends, he's still in uni. Um, <laughs> but it's like the, the speed of your decision making, yeah. right? Time For me, end. it took one month to say, all right, fuck it. I'm leaving. Yep. Um, also in some sense, I got kicked out because um, <laughs> of that thing, yeah. but I really want to get out. So I did it anyways. Yeah. Um, the other guy, he stayed in, he's still in there, still living the same life, same thing, same everything, right? Same job, all that shit. Right. So it's like, I can tell when, when guys, they get annoyed when they see an 18 year old guy rich as fuck. But it's like, no, it's not his problem. He didn't get some like crazy advantage. It's your fault because you're too slow at making decisions. Yeah, they just make it easier for us, bro. Yeah. It's the same thing with girls, bro. It's like the fact that if you go around and look outside, most, most guys are fat and out of shape. It yeah. just makes it easier for us, bro. Easy as it, fuck. It makes it so easy. It's like in order to get to be the top 3% of guys, it's so fucking easy, bro. Yeah. It's so easy. You just need to do what most people are not willing to do. And it's not even that much, bro. It's so crazy. It's small, it's small things that you might think are so minute, but they, they compound into humongous things. Same thing, including your bad habits. Those bad habits will take you far off from that multimillionaire guy, right? So it's about starting those good habits now, compounding that into something humongous, right? If you looked at me three years ago, I would probably look the same as some of these guys watching the pod, but like, it's because I did those small extra things in the journey that led me to that crazy outcome. It's kind of like a marathon, right? Everyone's, everyone's running a race, but the difference between the guy in hundredth place and first place is that the guy in first place just did, just did a bit extra effort on the whole entire journey. He just did a bit extra than everyone else. So it's about doing that little push and implementing those good habits and avoiding those bad habits um, to just start killing it. But yeah. the game is consistency and enjoying that process. It's not about really the reward. The reward is going to happen if you're being consistent. It was like my mentality at that time, I didn't have that much money, but I was like, all right, at this pace, if I do all these things right now, all of these good habits, all of this hustling, it is inevitable for me to reach an insane place in life. Like how the fuck can I not become a multi-billionaire? No, I'm not billionaire, right? Well, who knows? <laughs> Why not? Who knows? Um, multi-millionaire, crazy rich guy yeah. with all these habits right now, with all the stuff that I'm doing, it's inevitable for me to get there, right? So guys that are impatient, just think about it like that, right? With all these habits that you're compounding, it's going to become like, you, you'll be the boss soon enough, but yeah. it's all about, um, it's all about putting in those reps throughout that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so once you started doing sales for Andrew Tate, you were doing sales with other people as well after that, right? Yeah. So I moved from doing sales for him to actually managing their personal brand. So instead of being under the Tate sphere, then I moved into like helping people craft their personal brand. So I would build a sales team for them. I would build a marketing team for them, um, implement systems, 
um, and and help them with their content creation, like like doing the content creation. Um, but yeah, I moved into that, and that was actually great because like same thing, same concept, like the mountain concept, right? I was in that sales position, and I also felt like a bot at some time because like okay, great sales, but I want to learn that new skill. I want to go further in life and go and do that next thing. So I got into marketing. Um, and when I got into marketing, it was a lot of challenges because I basically lost that consistent inflow of cash. Like for sure, you know that if you close this amount of deals, then you'll make this amount of money. But with marketing, it's like, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but, but yeah, like I basically took on a few clients, one, including the sartorial shooter. And that was an awesome client that, that, that we were able to scale. Um, but yeah, set up systems and, and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Good. Awesome. And so for a lot of young guys who are watching, I have a lot of young guys in my community, right? Okay. And a lot of them are always like, Oh, I don't, everyone tells me I'm too extreme with what I'm doing. Like they say, I need to, I just need to be a kid. I'm just like, bro, fuck no. What like, does that mean? <laughs> I, it's, but the thing is like, that's what most people think, you know, in school, whatever it may be, instead of you hanging out with your friends, you're, you're working, right? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be the odd one out whenever you're trying to reach the top. You're going to be the odd one out for a certain period of time until you find other like-minded men. Yeah. Right. And so was there a time where you felt like you were like odd one out? I mean, probably for sure for in college and stuff. I think my whole life yeah. I felt like I was the odd one out. When I was young, I was the loner. Yeah. When... Um, and I was so alone because all I would do is listen to self-improvement content. Um, when I was fucking 14, um, listening to this shit, um, just like saying, Oh, fuck this shit. I, I need to work on myself, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, like in order to be in the 1%, you have to be in the one, you have to think like the 1%, the 1% is not thinking like the 99%. Yep. So of course you're going to need to be a bit different from everyone else. Yep. And that's good. Right. When, when someone says, oh, they're different, I'm like, why, like, why do you think that's bad? Like, yeah. great, that you're different? All right, awesome, yeah. right? Just keep, keep going, keep yeah. doing what you're doing. As long as it's working, just keep it going. Um, yeah, but being different is good. Yeah. Um, and it's just something you have to accept. Um, but yeah, like if, if you're around other people that right now, and this is probably why some people have these kind of belief systems, it's like, all right, you used to be an unmotivated man that didn't watch self-improvement podcasts, but now you're listening to these podcasts and this content and you're like, all right, cool. I need to change my life. Yep. But your environment didn't change, but the people around you did not change. So they remember of you from those previous belief systems that you had, right? They have an identity of who you are, right? And they don't remember that they, they remember the only, the, the, the previous version version of yourself. And so when they see you get better in some sense, they might be happy, right? But they're not happy because they see you getting better. They want to make sure that you're staying not as you're, you're not growing as fast as, as them personally. And, and it, in some sense, I would say not really family, not, not family in some sense, but like my friends, they would see me improve, get better. But in the back of their mind, they were also extremely bitter. Seeing me get better, like be around the Tates, um, I would call them and it's just like, they didn't want to speak to me. Yep. Um, and so people, re people remind themselves of your previous identity and they'll remind you of that identity. And that's why those people think that change is a bad thing. So you need to really change that environment 
be around other people that have the growth mindset. And the growth mindset is like knowing that change is good, knowing that it's important to change your identity throughout the process of, of, of your life. And actually also know that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to change your job throughout that whole entire business. Like in 10 years, you running this podcast, you're probably going to be doing different things yep. in the business. Same for me, same for everyone. Um, if you want to be a slave like worker, you can just do the same shit for the rest of your life. But if, if, if you want to bring value, your job throughout that company will consistently change. You'll start by creating systems, hire employees to then doing the management to then um, building a HR company or, or being, building a HR team and then moving further up and up and up and then raising valuations, all this stuff. Your, your, your role will always change. Change is extremely good. Um, it's just you need to not be around people that put you down for changing. Mm. Well, also, I think most people is like when you are improving yourself, you're basically holding up a mirror that tells them or shows them that this is what you could be. Right? It makes a lot of people insecure. And a lot of people are insecure, bro. When you start showing off your gifts, I mean, it talks about in the 40 Laws of Power, if you read that book. Yeah. Um, it talks about like, if you want to, you know, stir people's emotions, bro, you show off your gifts, bro. And it's going to make people really insecure. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. And I think that's where most people, you know, shun away from their, their true abilities, right? They're too fearful what people think. Um, they care too much about what other people have to say, even their own family and all that other stuff. I'm like, bro, as an entrepreneur, every single motherfucker knows this. Like the hardest thing that you're going to have to deal with is your family, bro. Like your parents telling you or your parents giving you self, like self-limiting beliefs or your parents giving you negative beliefs. It's, that is the number one thing that everyone has to deal with, bro. But you have to surpass that. And then when you win, they're finally like, oh, I always knew you could do it. Yeah. It's like, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why like most that. guys have that like transformational change when they leave their parents' house. Yes. Because their parents have those belief systems. They, they, remind, they, re, they remember you as the younger you. Yep. Right? And the younger you is not the, the now you. The now you is the you that wants to fucking kill it, that wants to get a lot of stuff done. But your parents, in some sense, they want you to get better, but they're going to remind you of that older you. For some reason, this is just how humans operate, but they'll, they're, they're not going to see change as a good thing. Because if they see change, in some sense, they see a competition. Yep. Right, especially with friends. My friends were not happy when I got better. Yep. Um, they see competition. They see me getting better. That friend that I said is still in college. He fucking hate, hates me. Yep. He hates me like crazy. Yeah. Um, same girlfriend, same life, same everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, what you need to do is really just get out of those bad environments. And I'm not saying necessarily your parents are bad. Yeah. That's just this is just how humans humans are, are wired. Right. So it's just about being in a new environment, changing that up. Even if, even though you might not have money to move out your parents, I would even say just find a good environment, right? Beat at the library a lot. This is what I would do. You know, like, um, I didn't have enough money to even go out of my parents' house. I literally like lived at the library at, at some point because I just didn't want to be around like a toxic environment. So I just had to stay there. Um, staying, like, make sure like I'm in, in, in the right environment. Um, so, so yeah. It's a yeah. I, I found one thing where it was like your wealth, like the, there's only one thing that determines your wealth is like where you're born, your zip code, your area, your environment. It's like, oh shit, that makes complete sense, bro. It makes complete yeah. sense. Right. I mean, everyone talks about it all the time, but 
it's so true, bro. Like who you surround yourself with is the most important thing at the end of the day, right? And most people surround themselves with average, low quality, insecure, you know, people who don't have bigger goals for themselves. And it is what it is. That's why I tell most guys in my group, you know, all the young guys, like you guys got to move out as quickly as possible, right? When I bought the house and everything, bro, I was like, you guys got to move in. You know, yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking five people to come move in. Yeah. Whoever's on it, come in. You That's know? sick. So whoever's on it, they, they got in, bro. You know, yeah. it's just like, I love giving these opportunities to guys in the, in the group and things like that because it's going to help them out, bro. And I, because I believe in that shit all the way. Like, yeah. if you move out, even if it's your last fucking thousand, two thousand dollars, like, bro, do it. It's going to come back tenfold. Of course. Yeah. And especially as you're, as you're young, like, you need to make those decisions. Like, yep. what is the other decision you're going to make in life? Right? Are you going to stay in that like place in life? Like you're going to need to do that anyways. You're going to need to get out anyways. Yep. So like, why, why delay? delay it? <laughs> yeah. Right? Why delay it? Yep. Um. So, yeah. Like I have a really I don't give a fuck mentality on everything. Yep. Um. And that's why like you and I have gone so far in life. It's because we just do not give a fuck. <laughs> you can't care. We bro. give no fucks. <laughs> um. And like honestly, as you said, like the whole um, zip code thing, right? If I was born in a rich family. I would have been a multimillionaire younger, yeah. right? Um, I think that a lot of a lot of um, a, a lot of your belief systems have been rooted from your specific environment you've been raised, right? If I've been raised in a rich family, I would have been proper. I would have been fine because they are there's resourcefulness within that environment, and your parents think about money differently. Yeah, they're abundant. If, if you yeah exactly, if you hear your parents yelling and arguing about money. Yep. For example, what does that what does that make you look at money um, as a young guy? It's like you're, you're you basically put your parents are basically putting trauma onto you about cash, yep. right? And it shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't have that stuff. So if I was raised in a rich family, then sure that would be awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, but I wasn't. Um, but yeah, like I don't see it as a flex to like be raised in a in a in a broke family, right? It's good context to the viewers, sure. but like I would have. Love to be raised in a richer family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. What's the What's the timer on these things? Is it good or what? Yeah, it's good. Okay. What What does it say? Twenty eight. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, what, what What direction you want to go in more? Personal branding. Okay. Cool. I was yeah. going to ask you. Like, yeah. so for the audience who doesn't know what personal branding is, what is personal branding? All right. Personal branding is basically, say, for example, you have you right now, right? But there's another you, right? There's, there's the JP right here that you can touch, but there's the online JP. The online JP um, is something that a lot of people are fucking up, right? The online version of you, you're not, you're, you're not marketing the right version of who you are. And so, for example, like, doesn't need to, even need to be money-making, right? But... Um, Say, for example, a girl checks your Instagram right now, right now at this current given time, like all the viewers, yep. right? If, they, if she checks it, do you think she's going to be like, all right, I, is this guy a creep or is this guy someone I want to meet up with? Yep. And most of the times it's like, this guy's a creep. Yep. I don't know who this person is. There's not even enough photos to create the right identity of the person. Most people don't even have a profile picture. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yep. Um, but yeah, personal brand is basically like, um, you take your belief systems, who you are, your personality traits, and you basically elevate that onto the online world. And you elevate that to a crazy amount because that allows you to build one-way relationships with tons of people. Yep. Right? Um, celebrities right now. 
um, they post content. They only have like a few hundred friends or maybe 10 friends or whatever it is. Yeah. But they have millions and millions of people that think that that celebrity is friends with them, right? Because they've been seeing their stories, they've been seeing their content, whatever it is. And so why is this so important? Because if you understand that the premise of purchasing product, products or being convinced of meeting up with this person or networking in general, then that specific element of trust that you add onto your brand will sophisticate it and, and allow you to make so many more sales or allow you to get into better opportunities. For example, me, um, the reason why I've been able to connect with so many high, high end influencers or high end people is because of my Instagram. If my Instagram was at zero followers, would you, would you te text me Fuck and say, no. come on a podcast? Yeah, no. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if, if anyone wants to get those unlimited opportunities into new and new things, it's really like, all right, build a brand of who you are online. And I look at personal branding as like a flower basket, right? Most people do not have a flower basket. Most people, you just see a vase and people just walk by it and they're yeah. like, oh, this is a fucking vase, right? But for example, if you're able to create the most beautiful flower basket as your personal brand, you're adding flowers on top of it and that's your personality traits, right? For example, I go to the gym. Um, I like smoking cigars. Uh, I was in Miami. I'm filming like a pod podcast right now. Um, I love supercars. I love GT3 RS Porsche. Yep. <laughs> like this is what I like. Um, that's how someone will paint the picture of who you are in real life, right? But most people don't even have flowers in that basket. No, per, most people um, are, are bad at marketing because the people that watch their profiles, they're, they're, they're basically assuming things about them, right? And you don't want people to assume things about you um, or, or just see nothing. And so that's why it's trash. So like, honestly, I, I think that new business is all based on personal branding. I think that for example, Mr. Beast or all retail space will be taken by personal brands because nowadays, um, sales, marketing, everything of that sort, consumer habits have been more and more like consumers are more smart now. Right. And they're not just going to buy some random shit just because it's going to bring that, that outcome. It's not going to bring that it's that, that it's going to bring this specific outcome. They want that trust connected to that product, which is the face of the person that will allow that them to get that outcome, right? So it's like, why does someone, why does someone buy? They buy for the product, but they also buy for the likeliness of that outcome happening, right? Same thing for, with a girl, right? The girl goes on a date with you because she's assuming that, um, the likeliness of you becoming, I don't know, getting, getting fucked or like, or, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, him being the top G yeah. is very high, right? Say someone checks my Instagram, um, the chick's going to assume that I'm a top G. I don't want to be assumed as a top G. I don't know. But, but, but just in general, um, you want to be able to paint the, the proper picture of who you are online. Yes. Yep. Cause here's the thing. It's like people, it's not like a neutral Okay, people don't think like, when someone looks at your social media, it's not like their feelings go, like, doesn't change. It's like, no, yeah. it either goes up or down, bro. Yeah. Either goes, because here's the thing, girls and people are looking for reasons either not to buy from you yeah. or not to have sex with you. This is how girls are. So the more time and more reasons you give her to not want to have sex with you, yeah. she's going to be looking for those things. Yeah. So the same with the, with, the, with the sales or whoever your client is, right, or potential client or potential lead or whatever, right? They're looking for reasons not to buy. Yeah. And so the first thing is social media, bro. The first thing. 
Yeah, you like give, like most people now, instead of saying, what's your number? It's like, what's your Instagram, yep. right? And then after that, they then check, I show them my Instagram and they're like, oh, JP, and they speak to me differently, right? <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, it's like now I'm the God, <laughs> right? And so I don't necessarily want you to like make people look at you as like God or like some higher level thing, but like they will uh, treat you better in conversations. They will uh, present you into like higher opportunities and it's really easy. Like life is just easier with a personal brand, just Correct. in general. Correct. Like I traveled so much and I've gotten myself out of so many fucked up situations just because of my IG. Um, like for example, hotels. Um, I, uh, at one point, my cards got freezed because I was in fucking Turkey. Um, and in Turkey, for some reason, their processing systems are, are like shit or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got, like, they got freezed. I messaged a hotel and I'm like, hey, um, can I just stay in for like two nights for free? Um, I'll post you on Instagram. And they're like, sure. I'm like, all right, really? Like, wait, do you want me to come? And like, yeah, come. <laughs> so I, I went there, I slept over and it was great. Um, but yeah, that was just like the power, like small little perks of a personal brand. And also like the main thing is like around personal branding, you're building an audience. And ultimately once you build that audience, it's very easy to sell products. Like like your market research is free, everything of that sort. I'll just break that down again. Basically, the the new way of capitalism is not, you're going to make, make a product, right? And then you're going to buy ads. You're going to pay people, pay uh, people to buy, buy that product, whatever it is, um, and figure out if that has product market fit, right? Nowadays, it's more about, and this is called parented capitalism. Parented capitalism is, is um, basically, you create an audience of people that like you, right? Once they like you, once you have a good enough audience, you then do market research on that audience. Once you have enough research and you know exactly what those people in that moat want, um, just in general, what are their problems? What are their issues? Whatever it is, sell a product that solves the problems of the people in your audience. Very, very simple. How much money did that person do to do research? zero dollars because all they did was speak to their audience all they did was ask polls for example right asked questions yep. for the guy that was running an e-com business and that's why i'm not really into e-com anymore is because with your when you're running an e-com you're basically testing out products and testing with the market if this is a product that they want if it's under a personal brand you will land product market fit at the first time because you have so much data about your audience so this is the new way and it's the super easy way to make money because you just like get people to like who like what you're doing right make create content out of out of who you are and then just like sell the right product yeah it's very simple yep yeah i think personal brands are super powerful obviously like you said for networking uh when you want to release a product or service you can easily do that um, personal brands are just it's, it's super powerful it's a cheat code it's it's a superpower yeah. for sure like all the times where, you know, anyone see me online with, you know, even with Corey Wayne, my mentors, any mentor I wanted to meet, bro, through my personal brand, I was able to do it, right? Yeah. It's value. It's value to them. Even with the hotels, it's value to other people, yeah. right? And it's not like you were mentioning earlier. It's like they treat you differently. You can get treated differently, but they would have to, like, live with you. They would have to experience those things that you show on your Instagram for them to see that, which takes longer, right? It's instant respect. Yeah. It's instant status. It's instantly just yeah. from them looking at it. And it's like... Why not? If you have the ability, which everyone has the ability to do it, yep. why not? 
Yeah. It's like there's nothing stopping anyone from doing these things. Yeah. Like nothing stopping you from going down to a nice restaurant, dressing nice, getting a haircut, and taking some nice photos. Yeah. Literally nothing stopping you. But so many people, like I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But they, they <laughs> bro, when I like I said, if I look at most of my followers, bro, they have fucked up. Most of you guys who are watching, you guys oh, have fucked come up. Come on, you gotta bro. fix it up. <laughs> yeah, fucked up socials, bro. So I mean, that's what most people do, but they just don't know. They don't okay. Know. Well, I'll say this. You'll, you'll have tremendous networking opportunities just from a personal brand, yep. right? Like people have wanted to meet a 21, uh, 20 year old guy just because his IG is optimized, right? Yep. People have given me opportunities in terms of business networks, business connections, all this stuff. I've been able to sell 50K programs just because of my personal brand, yep. just because of all the social proof and, and building like my communities and my groups just because of the personal brand that I have. And also get these opportunities to be around the Tates, Sertoro Shooter, all these guys, around Justin Waller, just because of all the social proof, right? People look for social proof. They're trying to validate if this person is real or not. And um, if you just look for, for example, right now, the, the businesses that have been built the quickest, like just within the last few years, Kylie Jenner, right? Um, I don't know much about Kylie Jenner, right? But she yeah, built she a dropped. billion dollar business yep. with, with her personal brand. Um, the rock, he built a $3 billion business in three years, right? Just because people liked him. Probably there's nothing different bet between his tequila and some Mexican guys tequila, right? Same but shit. it's just because of his face that allows people to say, all right, I'm going to buy rocks tequila yep. because he's my friend, right? Even though R the rock doesn't know who you are, the person's going to buy the rocks tequila because they like, they like the rock, yep. right? Same thing with the Nelk boys, same thing with the Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is selling chocolate called these nuts and people are buying that shit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just crazy. Um, and also I'll say this, Elon, Elon spent most of his day creating content. He spends most of his day on Twitter going tweeting, to, and yeah, tweeting <laughs> right? Like him being a billion, multi, multi, multi billionaire CEO, uh, founder of like the biggest companies ever. He's spending most of his time tweeting, which is crazy, which also means like you want to look at what people are doing, not what people are saying, right? And Elon's tweeting all the time. Most of these guys saying you should buy this course, they're building a personal brand. You should, you, you should probably not go and build the business model that they're advertising, but do what they're doing, which is doing personal branding instead. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like what I preach because it's just so powerful. It's like you're able to speak to thousands and thousands of people. Like back in the day, you would have never been able to do that. The only time you would have been able to do that is if you were in the middle of the Colosseum in Rome and you had a big megaphone and you were able to speak to all these people. I see personal branding just like that, right? If you go to a big the amphitheater, you have a hundred people in front of you, right? You start, talk you start talking, right? And at the very end of that speech, then that person says, all right, buy this product or let's speak more or come to my house or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, those people will be convinced. Those people will probably want to buy some of your products. And that's a hundred people. Personal brand is that, but on a mega scale, yep. I've got 14,000 followers right now. And that's 14,000 people in my amphitheater watching what I'm doing. Me with a megaphone right now, yelling at all these people. Well, not necessarily yelling, but saying what I'm, what are my belief systems, what I'm doing. And so that's the power. Yep. And branding is like, is like music, right? Cause here's the thing. All music is the same. It's just, it's just noise. Right. But the thing is it makes people feel a certain way. The same thing with the tequila 
or people who drop merchandise or t-shirts, it's all the same shit. It's yeah. just alcohol, it's just clothing. But what's the difference is how it makes people feel, right? So branding is the most important thing. And how you make people feel online or in person, wherever it may be, that's part of your brand. And same with the, the product itself. It needs a face, it needs someone in front of it that makes them feel a certain way, right? Yeah. It establishes trust, it establishes credibility, it establishes status. And here's the thing, like even if the product's shit, I guarantee Kylie Jenner's product was dog shit, bro. I don't even know, we didn't even try it. Yeah, not yeah fuck, fuck that bitch. But still, <laughs> I guarantee it wasn't that good. But the thing is, people bought it because it's her. Yeah, you and that's mean? what adds the premium, yep. right? Um, okay, richest man on earth right now. Everyone, for some reason, people think it's Elon Musk, but it's not Elon Musk. Mm. It's Bernard Arnault. Mm. Bernard Arnault is a guy that owns, I'm pretty sure I said the, the name right. I don't know if it's the, that's his actual name. It sounds like that. He's a French guy. Um, basically, he owns Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, all these top brands, right? LVMH or L... Don't correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> right? But he owns basically every single designer... Um, designer uh, store is owned by that guy. Oh, and sure. so he's basically the master at taking a $10 purse and making it look like a $1,000 purse. Yep, same shit. And that's why, that's why he's like personal branding is the GOAT because like, number one, he's the richest guy on earth, right? And just because he was able to make a $10 purse look like a $1,000 purse, of course, giving that extra quality, whatever it is, that extra feeling, that's what led him to be rich as fuck. Yep. And so if that's the case, if that's where the money's moving, if the premium, if, if the money is within the premium, then might as well do that. And I'll say this right now, AI, AI is out there. It's kind of coming to crush everyone's jobs, right? But how do you beat AI? You beat AI by having a personal brand, right? It's like, I don't want to have some bullshit AI use, um, do the service for me. I want JP to do it for me. Could be, and, and that's how you add you. that premium. Yep. Cause they know you, they trust you. That's how you make yourself fireproof from AI. Yep, yep, because everyone who's doing copywriting or anyone who's doing like editing, bro, dude, you guys are fucked. Bro. Yeah, that well, all of them, it. they either need to change <laughs> yeah. or, or they need to build a personal brand yeah. around what they're doing, right? Like, honestly, I know some really good editors right now that have personal brands as well, and I know for a fact they're not gonna be killed by AI because they already have the social proof. They've been around enough people. They have a brand in itself that adds that premium, right? Rich people will pay for that premium. They don't want to just deal some, with some bullshit robot, right? Um, so, so that's the way that you can set yourself apart when AI comes to crush everyone. Yeah, and you could have any price point you want, and it's, it's justifiable because yeah. it's you. Yeah. It's just like you're unique as fuck. It's just yeah. you. It's like you're not competing with other products. At different prices. It's just you. It's your own thing. Yeah. And at that point, you can charge whatever you want and do whatever the fuck you want, and no one's going to complain. Yeah. That's the best part about it, bro. And that's Bernard Arnault. That's what the guy did. He basically took a $10 purse into a $1,000 purse. Yeah, bro. Like, and no one's complaining. I don't, I don't see any like complaints on the Louis Vuitton sites. Nope. They're all happy because it, they add that status to their life because yeah. of the Louis Vuitton stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, branding is just like so, like so much. Yeah. Right now, I went to the Trump Hotel okay. in Chicago. Um, I went to the Trump Hotel because Trump's Trump's a G. Yep. He's a boss. Yep. Um, why the fuck would I go to like the Hilton or like yeah. some other bullshit hotel? I'm gonna go to the Trump Hotel because of the brand, right? That's why I went there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Bro. Branding <laughs> is everything, bro. I mean, even with the cars, everything else is like certain things provide you status, and that's why you want you want to have it, especially. 
at higher levels of the game, like everyone knows this shit, bro. But if you guys are just starting out, you guys need to understand how important it is. Like for any guy who's just starting out, you guys need to understand the importance of branding. Because once you understand that shit, bro, you can't compete. Like no one can compete with you. Yeah. You're your own thing, you know? Um, but yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty solid, yeah. Is there yeah. anything else you want to talk about or what? I think it's Let's pretty see. good. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, cool. All right, let's eat some food and then we'll come back and we'll do some more.